What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night. Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle Coach, yes, all right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Bobby Hurricane, yeah, you know the name already. It's Merced, ha ha. It's the Six Red King Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the six ring champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage in Oops. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. Uh, yeah, so all right, so let's oh, let's do let's do this. Um so I've got let's just kinda I think probably the way to approach this um is I've got the uh I've got the current kind of roster up. Okay. By position, let's just go through. All right, yeah, this we, guy's here, this guy's gone, and then we can talk about. I do have the link too that you sent me with the with the recruiting. We'll class. talk a little bit about that. I don't know a lot about them. I know well, that we that we would know for sure. I mean, if we don't, if we don't. Oh, you're talking about the recruiting class, yeah. Class, yeah. But, but we're and then I think I think we'll both let's just get this out there. We're going to need to hit the portal quite a bit, but yes, um, absolutely. All right, so here, here's what we got right now. Um, so it's Dor- simple. Dorian Gonzalez is either going to stay or transfer. Right. I think he'll be back. I think um, he'll be back too. I think he's got an opportunity to, to kind of make up for, you know, for the sluggish uh, year that he had this year, uh, yeah. the down year. But I think he's a talented kid. He's a hell of a second baseman, and that is going to. And we'll we'll get down to the to the third guy here in a second about that. But CJ Kafis, he's you know he's, he's gone. easily you know he's potentially a top five round pick. So he's gone. Now you're yes. talking about Mr. Blake Sear, who. You know, second best player this year, potentially, you know, hit 17 home runs as a freshman second baseman. Now, where he did lack a little bit was his in, in defense, right? He did have some issues uh, because he's a, he's a natural shortstop. So you can tell by the way he throws. So this is the question, right? Do you move Blake Sear over to shortstop, give Dorian another shot? Or do you continue to try to develop Blake Sear as a second baseman because his, you know, his future um, – as a second baseman is a lot brighter potentially than as a shortstop because he may lose some of those numbers. He may get kind of caught up in, in, you know, in, in just being another really good shortstop, right? Uh, you know, his qualities as a defender 
are, you know, less than stellar, but it's something that he can build on and get better at. My issue with him is I like him as a second baseman for that reason, right? Uh, as a shortstop, you got to worry about a lot more, right? You're now you're now you're the the top dog in that in that infield, and you've got to be able to cover more ground. You've got to make more plays. You got to focus a lot on the um, on, on your defense, and then that could take away from his you know from his bat. And I don't I don't know if they want to do that. I don't know if they want to keep him there if they're going to go into the transfer portal and get a shortstop. Um, yeah, and that's the that's the question, right? right? If we're gonna question. leave a second because to Jazz's point, like it's kind of almost it's it's like a catch twenty two. If you move him to short, he's definitely that throw will be a lot more comfortable for him. That's that's where he's comfortable playing. But then he does kind of get caught up in the wash with all the other power hitting shortstops. Where as a second base, just in terms of his his future at the next level, he will stand out a lot more as a power hitting second baseman than as a power hitting shortstop. But poke to your point. I don't know. I don't know if he can be consistent throwing the first. If he can't, that's not going to do him any favors being a second baseman if they don't think he can play there at the next level. So, but I think I think he'll be given the opportunity to work through some of that. Um, but I, I'm totally fine with Dorian there and, and Sierra either shortstop or DH too. I I think I think hopefully both of them will be featuring quite a bit next year. Uh, I don't know what Jack Scanlon does. I, I, look, I'll just I'll just put this out there. We need to upgrade the catcher position, whether it's oh, Dady oh, Jones oh, or someone yeah. else coming in. Because I think there's a kid coming in that's uh, yeah. Because this is this is just not not really acceptable. What we're getting uh, out of that. Jack Scanlon might not be here next year. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure. This was his first. He did transfer in from Oregon. This was his first year here. But yeah, I don't know what he I don't know what he had in mind when he transferred. But I doubt it was hardly playing. Right. Um, and batting in the hundreds. So I, I think. Zach, so Zach Levinson is a tricky one for me because, you know, he showed that he can play the outfield, right? He did show that he's a, he's a plus. Yeah, his fielding got better as the year went on. My issue with him is he still got some things to work on at the plate, right? As a hitter. Now he, he projects as a, as, as a plus power hitter. He projects as, you know, as, as potentially a guy that can come in and play one of the corner outfield uh, positions or maybe even you know a uh, first base or something like that right so he's he's potentially a guy that could go play in the minor leagues and develop get with a really good hitting coach become a really good hitter and he's fine uh so his projectability will I, i'm gonna say is gonna get him drafted early i don't want to say the top five rounds but i think he's a top 10 round kind of guy that could potentially get in there and and get drafted and, and be a good uh, be a good pro at some point. So he's a tricky one, though, because he can come back and be the guy here, right? The big bat in the line. Yeah, well, I guess – so there's two things going on, right? And, and we actually talk about this quite a bit on Buckets, our basketball show, in terms of whether people should go pro or not. Do you think there's an opportunity for him to really improve his, his draft stock that much? Or is it more just, you know – being the lead or one of the best players at the University of Miami baseball by itself is a big freaking deal. It right? is. So, so like, do you think it's more that, or do you really think his, I th- his I he think can improve his draft? Like, he can get a couple of rounds higher. Well, here's the thing, right? Baseball is baseball is funny that way. I think if he gives the the hint that he might go pro, they might draft him high enough where he's going to go. They right. might still draft him and he'll come back either way. So, which is a strong possibility as well. So. You got to see where he goes. I think that's the most important thing. Um, and then we'll kind of see. Yeah, but to your point, the reason these are really complicated is a lot. 
sometimes the, the the round they're drafted is totally based on the signals they give teams on whether or not they're That's really true. these ones that have options of coming back. Like the teams aren't going to waste a draft high pick on you if they think you're going to yeah. go back to school and they just wasted a pick. So, right. so if you kind of give them the wink, yeah, I'll sign. Uh, um, then they tend that can actually uh, that can actually um, get you drafted drafted higher. And if you kind of you know. Eh, I might hesitate. That'll cost you a few rounds. So right. it's more like, wh- what's he thinking right now? If he really wants to be drafted, he can go to the teams and make it clear, I will sign, you know, provide. He can, provide still, you. He can still say all the right things, and he may still not get drafted high enough, and he'll come back. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, that's a possibility. Obviously, Brian Walters will be back from Tommy John surgery. He's the brother of Andrew Walters. Yeah, we can't yeah. use Melissa's catchphrase without her on the show. We don't have coverage for that. So um, <laughs> you can ask her on buckets on Wednesday. Um, yeah, Brian Walters. Do you think he's a, he's a potential star? I know we were going to use him out of the pen this year initially when he got hurt. Do you think he's a potential yeah, he's starter? Definitely a potential starter. Absolutely. He's Good. got a big arm as well. He's a you know 93 to 95 kid. Uh, when he's healthy and now having Tommy John that could uh, potentially get his arm even stronger. So uh, I don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the season, but he had, he hurt his arm. I think it was the first, it was the first game. It was the yeah, first game. First game. So, <laughs> you know, the way things are going now with rehabs and all that, I can see him. He'll be back for the start of the season. I'm sure he will be. Yeah. Um, may take him a couple, you know, a couple outings to, to kind of get back into it, but. He's a kid that's very talented, and his brother Andrew, Andrew will tell you that he's even better than him. I don't know. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's not. You know, I, I always we always hear that about the. Uh, oh yeah, he's even better than the father, the well, other brother. That's like they never actually are. So, you know, he's, 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 but he's, he's very talented. I think he. I think had he not gotten injured, he definitely would have. I think been starting by the end of the year. Yeah. So this year, so. Yep. Uh, Liggins, Liggins back for now. sure. Um, yeah. You know. I don't think we need to spend much time on Lincoln. Yeah. He definitely can't go pro, and he's going to be in our rotation. Aiden Martin will be back. I don't. I don't think he's going to undo his decision to go into the portal. No. Uh, Rafe will Rafe. be back. And okay, that's so cool. so let's not. I, I did see a lot of uh, look amazing performance. I, I I felt some of our fans got a little carried away. Why wasn't this guy the ace all year? Like, look at his ERA. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, he walked a lot of players, got into a lot of trouble. In fact, that Duke game where he made the comeback. He walked in a couple of runs and kind of helped dig that hole that that then uh, you know we we homered our way out of as we tend to do. But um, um, that that I think, I think he's got he's got potential to come in and, and fight for a position for a spot on on the rotation. Though. Okay, that that's the question I wanted to ask you. Like, do you think he's a starter or do you think he's still a bullpen guy? No, I, I think that he showed that he has the potential to do it. Uh, he's going to have to battle because you've got some guys coming back and then you've got some guys coming in that he's going to have to fight for, you know, for a spot. I mean, he's a kid that could do a little bit of both. He's, he's a Swiss army knife right now uh, in that, you know, in that uh, pit on that staff. So it's, it's tough, but if he can come in and he can continue to do what he did against Texas and build off of that, he could potentially be in that rotation. Yeah. And and to Melissa's point, the consistency and also just like um, control, he, like his his strike to walkout ratio is poor. He Although can start off as a midweek guy again and work his way into the weekend, so that that could be an op- a possibility for him. Yeah, the, I think for him to be a to be a starter that we rely on, he's got to come out and be con- like to Melissa say, be consistent, and you know we can't have him one week walking himself into trouble, right. and then the next week like look, I mean, 
I don't expect him to ever look like he did against Texas again, but, but, you know, to do that kind of thing one week and then the next week and then the next week, just like walk the bases loaded because you can't start doing that. You can't have the starter come in and just like implode because they can't throw strikes. So Alex Um, Walsh, um, Alex Walsh, uh, look, he's got good stuff. Uh, He's a freshman. So yeah, he does. He does. He does have good stuff. I I like his stuff. I just think, you know, he's, he's, he's a kid that didn't get much burn and, and then you bring him in and, so yeah, what does he top out at? I thought he was throwing uh, in the eighties. Is he? Am I mixing him up with something? No, I I don't think I don't. I think the misconception is that eighties are bad stuff. I mean, look at Morehouse for you know for Texas. He was what eighty seven to eighty nine. He no, he it. was running up there in the mid nineties. Yeah, he threw, he he bumped it up there, but you know, he again, he's a freshman, six four. He's got, you know, the the he's got the build that you need, uh, you know, that you want as a pitcher. I think he's fine. I, th- I think you just got to give him some time. Not everybody is going to be a freshman All American. You know what I mean? So I think, uh, you know, he, he, the stuff is there. The the height is there. He's a left handed pitcher. We you don't know, have a lot of lefty options. So. Left handed pitching. So you know, obviously Crowther and and Cabo come back next year, which is huge. But we'll talk about them in a second. Yeah. Um, Patelli, that's another one that's kind of in the Zach Levinson. Right? Does uh, I think that he's worked his way into a nice spot in the draft somewhere. I think that he's a very talented shortstop. He's got plus fielding ability um, at the next level. Uh, you know, his inconsistency at the plate could could hurt him. But again, if he gets with a with a good pitching coach, he could be a solid hitter, a solid guy with a little bit of pop as a shortstop. You know, um, he he could potentially get play second base as well. But I just think that he's a very Really, he's a really good shortstop, so I think that he projects well there at the next level. Um, if he gets drafted, I don't know if he's a kid that can come in and you know and get his draft uh, stock much higher than where he's at now. He's not a huge kid, right? I don't know if yeah. he's really five eleven. So you know, I think he's right where he needs to be, and he, I think he can get drafted and do and do well at the next level. So we'll see. Um, yeah, he's he's probably bored. It'd be huge for us if he comes back. Yeah, it would be, and I, I don't expect it, but you know, you never know. If he falls out of like the top ten it's, rounds, it's in play. I would say it's in play. We're yeah. we're, we're we're I mean, some of the guys. In fact, the next guy we're about to talk about, no chance. Yeah, no, he's a first round. Yeah, yeah, the, no, no chance. But like Patelli's in play. Yeah, uh, Dario mm-hmm. Gomez will not be here next year. Uh, Does, do you not have a COVID year? He's done. Done. I I just I don't know. I don't know if he has a COVID year. That's 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 okay. That's interesting. But if I had to choose right now, I'd say that if he got a shot to get drafted anywhere or even sign as a free agent, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. And I actually don't know if he even wants to be back I'm this year. To obviously not go the way if he had a year of eligibility. What a great year at UNLV the year before. So we were kind of hoping for him to come in. And no, he he got, and and I will say again, not to just make this the Dino Gino defense show, but he got so many opportunities and just never delivered. He did. Uh, people is another interesting one, right? I, I mean, the, so he could get drafted just based off purely because. I mean, did. I feel like I would love to have him back. I still think there's if look if you want a guy who's gonna like if we could somehow fix figure his stuff out. I mean, that's your all right. This guy's gonna give you seven innings and they're gonna score a run and maximum. Uh, Right. Shout out to Jazz, a, a Cesar Carrillo type that you're just like all right. He's gonna go in there throw gas and no one's gonna hit it. Um, but except everyone hit it this year. So, but I also think with that kind of velocity and he's shown he can go deep in the games, he's shown he can work out of the pen. 
I think someone's going to draft him high, and, and I think so too. And, he's not that. Gonna, he's I mean, you can't. In the world, you, you can't pass on ninety-eight miles per hour, man. It's wow. just like so. I think he'll go, but I think if he comes back, he has the opportunity to to be a lot he better for be us. Closer. He could be the closer. He could be the closer. He could also start and be the Friday guy if he can get his stuff together. He's like that he's good, that, right? He's yeah, good enough I mean, to be the Friday guy and good enough to be the closer. I mean, you can see it. You can see it in person, and then and then he's good enough to get shelled in the first inning and get. I mean, right. it's a lot of mental stuff with him. He's got to work yes. out, and that's why if you know Gino's very careful about like, you know, reiterating, I've got confidence in him. I know what he's capable. Just to, he's got to keep that confidence up. But there. I, I I mean if I'm a if I'm an, a major league GM and I see this kid and I know I can get him in kind of a you know mid round, I'm thinking you gotta do it, man. <laughs> Look at the velo. You can't coach. You can yeah. develop. You can develop. You can develop all sorts of like stuff to get him mentally right. You can help him you know work on his on his secondary and third pitches. But man, you cannot coach 98 miles an hour. It's just. I feel like he's uh, gone, and that's why I think he'll go. Ariel Garcia, obviously gone. Guys, they're they're gone. They're already in the transfer. Yeah, portal. yeah. Brandel's also in the transfer portal, although that I don't think there was a role for him. Zeal should be back. Uh, Zeal should be back. Uh, that's a guy that could, you know, he'll probably be a weekend starter. Yep. Guy, I think he'll be back. Um, he's, yeah, this is a good point. Just in the chat, like McFarland got drafted just off of like having Velo yeah, also. Exactly. So. That's a good point, TBB. Yep. So the only thing, the only reason I get going back to the discussion about Levitt said, if for whatever reason people really wants to come back and makes that clear, but if he actually wants to be drafted, he'll go high enough where he would go. So. He might go in the fourth round and get second round money. I mean, that's the way it is. Yeah, with know? that kind of power. All right, Gaio could technically I, go, but I think he'll be he back. Could, I mean, he's got good stuff too, but he's still got to work on some things. Yep. Uh, JD Jones. I mean, it's transfer. Yeah. It's transfer portal. He sticks it out. I mean, at this point, and look, the truth is, like you mentioned it, right? Like Carlos Perez is struggling big time. We'll get to him in a second. He struggled with the bat mightily. Um, Jack Scanlon's just not the guy, if you ask me. I've always liked J.D. Jones. You know, I've been an advocate for getting him some more playing time. Um, I just think he's a tough kid. He's a hustler. He's not bad behind the dish. He's a little. He's a little stiff, but I just think that that's just the way he is. But See him swinging the stick. You know, he's got an idea up there. He's, he's you know, he, he knows how to handle the bat a little bit. So what do you think's going on there that he I never – that, he's, that he's not really gotten a shot in two years? I, I don't know. I really don't know what it is, man. Uh, you know, um, I guess they don't see him as, you know, the guy. But he could be the guy now. He could take a step up and he could develop and, and, and get better. I, I, would be, I would be surprised if he's not in the portal. I would be too, but – that's I, I think it's it's the portal or he gives it a shot to try to be the, the guy next year. Yeah. Uh, Yo-Yo's uh, you think this Yohandi guy might 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 leave? He's okay. What He's do you think okay. J Rose's opinion is on this? Look, let me tell you something about that. So deflating. If there's anybody on the chat that was at the game, oh my god. Okay, or anybody that rewatches this, if you rewatch this, or if you're in the chat. If you rewatch it, send us a DM or send us a message on Twitter. If you're watching it now, when you're at the when you're walking up to the plate and it is potentially your last at bat in college baseball, and you're the best player on the team, you're the, one of the best players in college baseball. Period. When the announcer says it loud and clear to the whole entire world, including you, right before you go up to bat, that this could 
potentially be your last at bat as a Miami Hurricane. Throw the bat at him. Throw the bat well, at the it, it, There's so Stay much. Well, there's so much wrong with it. First Stay of all, like, you, look, it's it's not likely that you're coming back. Four runs is not forty. Like, what are we? Load the bases. They hit a grand oh, slam. They sp- like, how are you giving up? How are you giving up like that? How are you Come saying that out Shame on you, J-Ro. Good Lord. I wish I didn't drink your shake the other day. I was about to say we got to boycott the shake now. I'm boycotting the J-Ro until he gives an apology on Twitter or something. That's Look, like e- even Melissa was upset, even though she spent the last four innings pointing out that we're not going to see that guy again. We're not going to see that guy again. To me, it's making me extra depressed. But uh, uh, yeah, no, that I've never even seen anything like that. Why the guy has to hear that while he's going up to bat? I I don't care. So so for those that weren't at the game, and I don't know if this came over, like if you could hear it on the TV feed. But as as Yo Yo is going up the to the plate, J Rose, the stadium announcer, legend, legend, says, "Ladies and gentlemen, this will this there's this will potentially be the last at bat for Yo Yo Morales as a Miami Hurricane." And we're all like, "There's a runner on first and one out, buddy." What are we doing? Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> we got we got three, four, five coming up. Like five is the tie run. What what's happening here? I I'm such defeatism. So disappointed with that. So disappointed. Shame. Such on a you. weird weird thing to do. Something so dumb. Anyways, he might not have said potential. I might just have been uh, you know, trying to clean this it up a little. Maybe or might be or something like that. <sighs> Whatever no, it was, it was completely he didn't, he didn't absurd. This is his last he said it's he fine if the TV broadcaster says it, right? Oh, because yeah, right. no, no, that's a little bit different than the stadium announcer in the stadium. The like you said, Yo Yo hears this going up, right? They I mean, because they heard J Ro say it. Yeah, this is just—it's bizarre. It, like, who gives up like that? I'm so stupid. Um, Could you imagine? Which, um, I'm going way back, but Ford down the Fiesta Bowl. This, this could be Ken Dorsey's last pass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or or you could win the game. Like, what are we doing here? Anyway, it didn't it obviously didn't affect the outcome. It was yeah. like such a bizarre thing. It's like, who thought that was a good idea? Oh, anyway. Uh, Jason Torres will obviously be, I mean, as of right now, he's going to be the starting third baseman yeah. next year. Yeah. Uh, and the future, look, he's not yo-yo good, but he is very good. He's very good. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna feel the drop-off because yo-yo is one of, if, you know, one of the best players to ever play here. And right. you can't expect Jason Torres to just be that. But he is 100% going to be one of the best third basemen in the ACC. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, that. that's a – that's a. He's, he's, this kid's awesome. Like, we're in good uh, shape there. Jacoby Long is probably going to be one of the best outfielders in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's got to work on his bunting if he's going to try and bunt with his speed because uh, – Oh, man. But he's – I think he's – talented kid man he's you know got to work some things out at the plate yeah, what do you think happened there this year because he every time he got in there he was hitting yeah. um and then he only started got the starting job like very late in the season look man as a coach it's tough it's tough to make decisions like that sometimes it's tough to make switches uh throughout the year you, you want to try to stick with your guys we used to, we mentioned there right with dario he tried to stick with dario that's true that's the that's the other side of that yeah. And just at some point, it was like enough is enough. Uh, Jacoby's getting on base. He's doing some. some <clears throat> he's doing some of the right things, man. At the plate, let's give him a shot. And he took it and he ran with it, right? So I think that he comes back strong as potentially, you know, uh, you know, one of the top outfielders in, in in the ACC. And 
And if he can if he can swing the bat consistently, you know, then we've got a good one there in, in Jacoby Long at center field. So I like that. I like for him to stick around. Do you think he's a potential leadoff guy next year? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think Cephas is gone for sure. Right. So. Right, and you got to get a strong leadoff guy. So if he doesn't work out, obviously there's, there's some other stuff we'll talk about. But um, you know, I, I just going down the list, Miles Caba is obviously one of the one of our big left-handed pitchers. That can yeah. So so just we referenced earlier, you know, and we'll go the bottom list right that's on the screen right now just to like tie it together. But Crowther and, and Caba were supposed to be two of our big kind of left-handed arms, and they got injured, didn't even play this year. So when right. you start talking about like why is our pitching depth so shallow. Lost those two arms. Lost Ligon for a lot of the year. You know, these are this is where your depth comes out of. And right. th- those were th- those two were both. And and Kava's a more experienced guy that we brought as a transfer really to start. And yeah, <laughs> he wasn't healthy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Uh, Ian Farrell's obviously not on the team anymore, so done. It's still bizarre that he transferred for the postseason. <laughs> Initially, I would say that this this was a this would be a head scratcher for me, but I think Ben Chestnut because I was like, oh, maybe he answers the transfer portal. He got a lot of pitching time, right? He got a lot of innings. I mean, it could change next year with the return of some of these other guys. I, I would say his his ceiling is really midweek guy or is Jake Garland. Yeah, that's a good comp, Jake Garland. Oh. But Jake Garland got some sun. Like, I don't think he's a week. I think Chestnut. I don't think Chestnut's a weekend starter at all. And. No. I think he's either long relief when right. you're down big and you just need to eat innings, or, or, um, midweek, or midweek midweek starter. I don't think yeah. he's got anything beyond that. Well, and that's sometimes that's the role for some guys. Yep. So that's fine. Um, and Gardo Viegas, that's here's here's another interesting guy for as a leadoff spot, right? And I know he struggled with the bat down, you know, uh, you know, towards the end. Of, well, I don't want to say the whole season, but. You know, he had his moments at the beginning of the season. Middle of the season, he started to kind of tail off a little bit, and we saw him sit a couple of games and, you know, then start some other guys in the outfield. Uh, it was kind of a merry-go-round there uh, with that. But at the end of the day, he's got all the tools and all the makings of, of a great leadoff guy, right? Yeah. Lefty, um, fast kid, can bunt a little bit, plays plays the outfield well. For the most part, I know we, we get on him a lot about you know some of the places he he, he annoys the annoys me beyond belief, know. and I think it has a lot to do with me and less to do with him. <laughs> so I'll just put it that way. All right, well, but I get it. But I get it. You know, he, sometimes he he kind of loses focus, and I think it's more. Focus. I mean, obviously he had some errors in like the uh, in the ACC term, but I think it's more. I, I'd rather the outfielder be aggressive, yeah. and he's risk averse the way he plays this. So he he doesn't give up a lot of like you know, unnecessary doubles by like he, he'll get behind the ball. And sometimes I'm like, dude, just try to go catch it. But right. you know, there's a downside to that. It's not like a no brainer that oh, otherwise everyone would just do it, right? If you right. miss the ball, it's a double or a triple versus a just a single for sure. sure. But I, I think that's why I said it's more me than than it is him doing anything necessarily wrong. It's just. And by yeah, the way, he's a kid that can play center field also. You know, yeah. if, if Jacoby starts putting up some big power numbers, you can move him to the corner. You can, you know, you can do a lot of things there. So, I, I you know, I still like him as a potential leadoff guy as well. And I, I think, he, like, I think to your point, he struggled some this year. He was kind of up and down. He's someone that needs to get it together. He's got more talent than than his production has shown. Right. And, and so I think he's he, – and that's why – He's another one that Gino kept rolling out there because he's like, this guy 
has the talent and it's too talented to just take out of the lineup and but he's got to, he's got to reward that next year and really he's got to be hitting in the 300s like we can't have this right. so he's way too talented to be to be producing what he is i agree <sighs> we're almost done here people yeah. uh, carlos lecarica is another guy that's going to come back and he may have a role. so it's a senior here he's got a covid year or something Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he might. I think he might be a COVID guy. If not, um, he down. Uh, he came from FIU. Yep. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm not sure now. I'm not sure either. We'll have to double. We'll get back to you guys with that. Ashton Crowther, as we mentioned earlier, the left-handed pitcher who's hurt for I think it was Tommy John surgery as well. So he'll be back next year, big time lefty uh, that we are kind of depending on to be. A big arm in the uh, in the bullpen or as a starter next year. Yep. Uh, he is a freshman, so he'll be obviously a retro freshman. He'll pro- yeah, he'll probably start um, not starting because we barely, basically never start freshmen unless it's been a long time. Right. What Michael Medavia is probably I think the last one that oh, wow. we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who was the ace of a team that went to Omaha and then his career kind of fell apart here, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he's probably the last one that we're like, all right, this guy should be starting on Fridays as like the as a freshman. I think, and so I'd be surprised if, if yeah. he's starting there. But um, I think he there there are starting spots available if you if you step up, you can get into the weekend. It, it definitely is so. Yeah. Uh, Torres, so Torres is is you know he's another guy that I mean. He could. He. I think. He I think. He could close. Yeah, he could be. The, he closed one game where Walters wasn't available. I think he's got. I think he right now he's aligned to be the closer. I think so too because of his mentality. He right. is a bulldog he and he will not really get hard. He's like ninety-one to ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. That's I think the only thing holding him back is he's hittable. Right. Um, and a closer you kind of want someone that's like just no, but things in his favor. He does not walk a lot of players. He he executes his pitches well. Like he hits the spots pretty much consistently, but because but because he's low nineties versus mid to high nineties, you can hit him. Right. And I think that's kind of the trade off there. But he also doesn't get rattled, which is big for a closer. Like he gets in, and he's play. got secondary pitches. Yeah, he's got secondary pitches, and in pressure situations, he continues to hit his spots right. um, and, and make execute his pitches. Um, and he a hundred percent hit that dude's bat yesterday when they called it a hit batsman and oh, stole a run God. off of him. Um, uh, what's the name? That was after he struck someone out, and the and everyone's walking up the field. And the um called it a ball, so that was that was a BS run. It didn't matter in the long run, but anyway, he's oh, he. I mean, for him, he's definitely going to be a key arm. It's kind of just yeah. where they choose to use him. I, I love the segue key key arm. Talk about key arm. Here's a key bat, uh, key Rando. utility type of guy that can play the outfield and he can play the infield. I just don't know if he's going to want to stick around. Um, that's my biggest concern with Renzo Gonzalez is, is he going to stick around? I know he got his shot as a DH, play a little bit of the outfield, uh, you know, spelled CJ every once in a while when the games were out of hand that we, we had it rolling. My question is, is he going to stick around or is he going to enter the transfer portal and try to maybe go somewhere where he could be the guy? You know, well, here's, here's a question. Is he going to be the guy at first base here? That, that is, that's a tough question to answer because, We've got some guys that are coming in, and, and we, we keep talking about that also, right? We keep talking about certain positions that they, they're going to have to really look at the transfer portal too. And the first baseman is one because you're losing. I mean, he's one of the first – you know I liked him. He's one of the best first basemen to play here. Yeah, yeah. He was an absolute stud. Uh, and, and I said it even the days when Alex Strahl was playing first base and said, 
this kid's a better hitter than Alex Sorrell. Get Alex Sorrell the hell out of here. I, I don't I don't recall talking about that with you. Yeah. I was definitely not hundred percent wrong there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that was not, that could not have possibly happened. Um yeah, uh, right. also just shout out to Melissa for not hearing earlier when I plug buckets already, but I'll plug it again. Basketball show Wednesday, buckets. Yeah, they got a nice guest coming on too. Yeah, so. we got a guest coming on this week, but yeah, 9 p.m. on uh, this Wednesday. That show moves around. It's not a consistent time because one of my co-hosts works nights. She'll remain nameless, but so um, I did actually plug the show earlier. So yeah. um rhymes with Alyssa Ground. Um, let's, let's not stop point fingers, but yeah, anyway, to your point, Terrell had kind of that CJ kind of stole the, the position from him to a certain yeah. extent, just it was better <laughs> flatly. That's it. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was, but yeah, I, I think if, I think Renzel stay, if he feels he has an actual realistic shot, shot to compete for a starting spot somewhere, and I don't know that he does, to be honest. I don't know, depending on what we do in the portal, because. He's, He's good. Typical, neither was CJ, but CJ did hit 13 bombs this year. So he had a bit of a better power year, but he also hit 350, right? So, I mean, it's tough to find guys like that. And I don't know if Renzo is your prototypical first baseman that's going to be able to hit for power and drive in a lot of runs. And you need that in your lineup. If you're not going to get it from, you know, from your third base or from your shortstop, which I think you'll get it from Jason Torres. Yeah, I think we're, we better get it from our third yeah. base. But you got to get it from somewhere. So if uh, you need a few guys like that. Yeah, so, and I think that the uh, challenge for, for Renzo is he's a utility player. He can do a lot of things solidly. Right. Don't really see the area where you're like, well, he's just like the best player on the roster at doing a single, like at this or that. It's kind of like he's someone you can kind of rely on, throw back half of the lineup, and he'll – He'll give you solid at bats. He's okay in the field. You know, he's just he's a good he's a good depth guy that you can plug in if someone's injured and you know starting some midweeks and you know pinch hit with. That's probably not a big enough role for him. So depending on how we fill out the roster, he, he very well might be in the portal, like you said. Yeah, this is a guy that I think both of us like, Sebastian Perez. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, he is 6'5", yeah. 230D. He's a big boy, and uh, he showed that he can pitch a little bit, man. Yeah, so, he was the he was kind of the. The guy I was kind of relying on this last week, I was like, if we need yeah. to eat some innings in a game that's not like where we don't want to b- burn our top bullpen arms, he's someone you can, you know, get in there and that can do some things. I, I will say with all the pitchers we have, but like him, Alex Wash, obviously Brendel already in the in the portal, and we're gonna talk about Cinta next too. You think all of them are gonna actually be here? No, that's another. Yeah, he's another potential it's, transfer portal casualty for sure. Yeah. I mean. Along with Sinta, right? Yeah. If, uh, Crowther and, and Kaba and some of these other guys come in. Because, again, yeah, Sinta's are – you can't be the with Rafe, Crowther, Kaba. <laughs> they got all these lefties. All of a sudden, the left-handed specialist role is a little crowded. Yeah, so it's going to be tough. I, although I think Sinta stays. Uh, you know, Sinta loves this this program. Uh, you know, he, obviously he's a local kid, but that doesn't mean anything. But I think that he might, you know – stick around yeah i'd be curious I, I, just, I, we like we all like Sinta, by the yeah, way yeah and and i'm curious what happened in that middle part of the season where he kind of stopped getting opportunities and then you know in the acc tournament was the first time he pitched in a long time and he was really good and then he was obviously good against texas right as well but i assuming it wasn't like a personal thing or like beef with gino or something i think it'll be fine but um otherwise like 
I think he he also he will have a major role here. It's just some of these kids like like Renzo, right? He's going to play if he's here. Not he's not gonna play every day, probably. Not like be okay, you're we're penciling you in at this position to start every like that's not gonna be his his role, but he's definitely a good player that would play. I think Santos is similar from a pitcher standpoint. I don't know that he's gonna be a starter, and I don't know that he'll have like he's not gonna be the closer, right? So it's kinda like it's going to be kind of a situational arm we'll call on, you know, maybe he can show a little bit more uh, endurance and then, you know, carve out like as a long or middle reliever where we know we can go to him for two to three innings or something. And maybe, but we have to like kind of figure out what his role is. And this is where the portal <laughs> comes into play. And people are like, you can start right now for us. And then, you know, that's, that's, he, but he, yeah, he, Renzo, I mean, he could yeah, same with Renzo. Like if like, there are definitely a lot of, high-level baseball programs where he can start. And for here's, sure, another, here's another one that could start is Gabby Gutierrez. Yeah, he's another one. I think I think he's a transfer portal casualty for sure at this point. Yeah, yeah. Just based off of Gino didn't go to him down the down the you know you know down the wire and you know and he's a kid that kind of showed potential last year coming up with some big hits at some clutch situations. And he did, he did a couple of times this year too, when he was yeah. called on, but just, yeah, no real opportunities. And once yeah. kind of Jason Torres moved in front of him in terms of just, they're obviously not the same position, but yeah. no one was going to go in for Yo-Yo at third. So that wasn't really an issue, but right. like, all right, I'm going to pinch at someone. I'm going to Jason Torres. Once that switch, cause that switch in the middle of this year, it used to be Gabby getting those at-bats. Yep. I think obviously like Yo-Yo and, and several of these other guys are going, but now if you know you're behind the freshman kind of in the pecking order and how you're being viewed, it's harder to yeah. justify sticking around. I think I think he's – yeah, he's probably in the portal. And your boy, Carlito. I, right mean, now, I, I honestly – I don't right even now, know. He's the starting catcher until otherwise. Well, here's the thing, right? He's definitely if – we, if we bring this roster back, like in its entirety, he would start again. I, I honestly don't know what to – how to even evaluate him because like the average wasn't good and he completely dropped off a cliff at the end of the year. Um, but I mean, the power is there <laughs> and it's just kind of such a difficult player to evaluate at that position. But we do, we do, we need more consistency out of that position, especially since, you know, that two years ago, he was batting in the hundreds. He started off this year batting in the 300s and it dropped all the way down to the low 200s. But he almost like regressed back to what he was doing last year with power, though. Right. Um, that's frankly not good enough. And and we need other options at catcher to at least push him. Right. I agree. And then um, uh, then uh, Melissa's boy, who she said she's never seen hit the ball. Um <laughs> Lorenzo Carrier. This is a this is a a, a, a mine. A mine He's got to learn how to hit the curveball, man. Yeah, yeah. That's it. He can't hit the curveball. He could be so special with that size, that power, the ability to just go up there, hit the ball five hundred feet. The right on, man. Right on. Yeah, if he could, if he can hit the off-speed stuff, you know, that's our first baseman. Because he sucks in the out. I mean, I don't yeah, think I don't think yeah. he sucks. He just doesn't have a lot of range. No, I think he. I think he. I think. I think well, it's partially first, lack of range. It's partially he doesn't read the ball well off the bat. You teach him how to pick the ball. You teach him how to do some things at first base. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things working well from at first base. Uh, one is he's a huge target to throw to. 
Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna it's gonna make it easier for our infielders. Um, I mean, he'll be a prototypical like tall power first baseman. Yeah. Right. Right. If he can hit the off speed stuff. I'd be okay with him hitting 280, 290, and having 17, 18, 19 home runs, you know? Right, as, as long – but uh, he, if he's going to do that, you he's got to hit the off-speed stuff. He's got to hit the curveball. You cannot just hit fastballs. And and right. even Gino, you know, he, he put him in against North Carolina. He started hitting bombs, and everyone's like – and it was like, wow, where have you been hiding this kid now? Well, a couple of things. He got injured his first year, so he wasn't fully healthy yet. But the other thing is, Gino even said this right there in the press conference was like, yeah, no, he hits the fastball really well. He knew, and it took opposing coaches about 30 seconds to figure out, don't yeah. throw this kid a fastball. Just keep the off-speed stuff. He will go fishing for it, and, and until he figures out how to do that, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So he's he's got to he's gotta do that. But he'll definitely be back. He's a key He's key in the coach's plans. Right, for sure. Because like you said, he's got all the tools there, and it's just, you know. He needs to he needs to spend the entire offseason just working on hitting off speed stuff. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. All right. You wanna quickly I know we don't know a lot about the I'll just, I'll, so just, I'll just tell tell you quickly here on those really uh, quick that I um, by the way, they have the number eight recruiting class in twenty twenty four. Um and this is kind of just you know, just a little bit about who, who we're gonna see here potentially next year. I'm sure some of these kids may get drafted early, but the the Right off the bat, the big, the one of the biggest names is uh, Michael Torres, uh, one of the nationally ranked teams, in the, you know, best teams in the country yeah, in Durham okay. Academy, which is where Dom Patali played his ball as well. Michael Torres is a big time prospect. He's a kid that can come in right away. Another one is Miami Christian, another nationally ranked team as well. Uh, another outfielder, Fabio Peralta, um, David Shields. This this kid, I don't know much about. I don't know much about out of state kids. So Mount Lebanon. And Pittsburgh, uh, another. I, I will say, generally, when we go out of state to get, yeah, somebody says they, can, they can play. He's got good. I mean, again, I don't know anything about any of these kids to be honest, but uh, tall lefty, right? There you go. I'll take it. Elijah Hurt, uh, another outfielder. Uh, you know, big kid, six one, one eighty from Riverview. That's a strong program over there in Central Florida. Uh, Johnny King is a kid from Naples who played at God, what's the name of the school? West. You, I can't remember now. Uh, but another big, tall, 6'4", 185-pound lefty, left-handed pitcher. So that's big. Uh, Florida Christian always brings <laughs> – you want a big You want a big pitcher? You got another one here. 6'6". 6'6", 230. There's a big boy, Lazaro Calera here uh, from Florida Christian, a big right-handed pitcher. Um, and then you've got Ethan Puig from Westminster, one of the other – the top programs in the country, uh, obviously in the state of Florida as well, Westminster Christian, um, down here in in, uh, in your neck of the woods, uh, Vish. Yeah, just around the corner from me where I am sitting right now. That's right. Uh, you know, a prospect, a nice nice looking prospect that's six feet. AJ Siskar is a kid from St. Thomas Aquinas up in Broward. Uh, another right handed pitcher, tall right handed pitcher, Elliot Sand, a uh, big kid from Deland, six, another six three. Um, and you got Makai Griffin uh, from Trinity Catholic. So this is a school up in, I believe it's North Florida, six to Lady Lake. I don't know where the hell that is, but I think it's definitely Florida. not from around here. No, no, but he's a fireballer. So a uh, nice looking prospect to six to one ninety five. I think he's a draft draft uh, guy that's looking at the draft as well. Uh, and then you got a kid, Howard Tate Darias. What a name, Howard Tate Darias. 
He's from, from New Jersey, so I don't know if you yeah. can call him that. Gloucester Catholic, um, 6'4", 190, another big, uh, tall, right-handed pitcher. Um, Ethan Severe, here you go. Here's your catchers here, Vish. Uh, kid from Canterbury. I don't know the, the school Canterbury, but he's in Fort Myers, so uh, a local kid per se uh, over on the west coast of Florida. 6'1", big kid, 6'1", 202. Uh, then you got Ryan Ashford, another left-handed pitcher. They, they looks like they're stacking up on some lefties, which is nice to see. Well, I think we're talking about this side. They're stacking up on a lot of stuff because they know a lot of these kids aren't going to end up on campus. So <laughs> this is a kid that I think could come in and be a big-time kid if he doesn't get drafted and leave. It's Nolan Johnson, the catcher, six five, a buck ninety-three, from Thousand Oaks in California, baby. You know, when we go to California to grab a kid. He's going to get drafted potentially, or he's going to come here and be a stud. And I, I just like the name. I love everything about it. 6'5", Nolan Johnson. That guy's a catcher, bro. That's a big-time guy right there. Westlake um, High School uh, over in California. I think this is a kid that has the potential to come in and play right away um, as your as, as a catcher DH. Uh, and then you got Jose Jacin from downtown Doral, another kid from Doral. Um, uh, smaller because the smallest kid, five ten, one a buck fifty five. So uh, he might be he might be ten come. Who knows though, man? Right? Five ten, one fifty five. Well, wow. Just just don't put don't put any pressure on the kid, man. Just go uh, ahead. Well, and be we, like, well you're clearly Tim. Chasin, Chasin, we need you to be Tim Lincecum. Get it together. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a it's a really good recruiting class. So. Uh, the only thing you – I don't know if you notice here. The only thing, if you want to scroll up a little bit to the, to the top there, Vish. No shortstop. No shortstop. Is that – so is the – This is my thought, right? My thought, again, is Vish, they're, they're going to go into the transfer portal and get a shortstop, man. I think well, so. Well, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? One is we're not going to bring in, what, 10 freshman pitchers or maybe even more. So no, I think they know. So, like, a lot of these guys aren't going to end up on campus. Yeah. Um, the other thing, you know, Blake Sears is an option at shortstop. Right. Dom might come back. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I, so I think that'll dictate. But I don't think they trust any freshman to come in and play shortstop straight away. So it'll either be Blake or it'll be a portal or it'll be Dom. And The, uh, the draft is soon, if I'm not mistaken, Major League Baseball draft, right? It's not that far. Yeah, yeah, no, because the kids used to get drafted during Super Regionals when we used to make it that far. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> make it that far. Yeah, because I remember, like, they'd get drafted during the game. Like, they would announce, like, you know, someone would be up to bat, and they'd be like, oh, he just got drafted by whatever, and it used That's to be right. Super Regionals. It might be a little bit different timing now, but it's coming up very soon. I'm looking at it now uh, to see what the date is. July 9th through the 11th, yeah. Okay, so they pushed it back, probably because of that stuff, because it was weird. <laughs> yeah, like two on game game time run on third. Oh, you just got drafted. Yeah. Kind of I, I like that they moved it back. Yeah, it's definitely good to do it after the after the World Series, so that the yeah. kids can focus on the college stuff. And then the Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.